This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to Diamonds, Pearls, and Hardwood. Triple Crown Sports Podcast. Boom. Every time. Hoffman here with Coach Mike. Luke is gone today. He is off doing what he does best, and that is event directing. He's off in North Carolina in the border wars. Yep, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Beautiful place this time of year. It is. It's a, it's a beautiful place to be in the springtime. Hopefully some of the flowers uh, and foliage are blooming more than here in Colorado. It's kind of a late spring here in Colorado. Yeah, I don't mind it, though. I mean... I'm okay with a, a nice May weather and everything. If it stays like it is out today, I'm I'm good with it. We got a little rain the last few days too. It seems see the fields out there; they like turn green overnight. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, they had, the ducks were swimming around <laughs> first base yesterday, and now it looks like Tiger Woods' backyard today. Yeah, shout out to Bo. Good job out there, Bo. Bo, what would this company be without Bo? Bo, Bo knows. I think that's that's just really all you can say. Bo knows. He is. He's one of the best. Bo. Could, could be a MLB grounds crew, I think. I think there's professional college-level playing surfaces out there. Well, it was laser-graded earlier this season. It was. So, I mean, it is, it is a pristine thing to look at outside the window. It is. It gets a little distracting on Fridays like today. I won't lie. I'll just, I catch myself staring out the window and seeing the blue sky and thinking about if I can take my computer outside to do some bracketing or scheduling. <laughs> well, this uh, this week's episode, we're going to focus on uh, college basketball. College basketball recruiting and our youth basketball um, kind of entity, uh, that, the arm, that arm of Triple Crown. And uh, we got a chance to, or we didn't, but uh, our fellow co-worker Kyle Coso got a chance to talk to Prentice Beverly, who was here, uh, and he does a lot. He lives out in L.A. Um, and works pretty much exclusively with high school club women's basketball. Kind of a, kind of an interesting story. really kind of ties into you know a lot of what we see in fast pitch, um, what we see in pathway. Mike, you get the pathway polo on today. And trying to represent, Thomas. It's all about the brand. And so uh, that, that really kind of college recruiting thing, it's, it, it's not quite to the level of like AAU stuff. Of course, there is on the, on the women's side. But uh, um, interesting stuff to listen to uh, Prentice and Kyle kind of work their way in there. Yeah, I mean, Prentice was a good guy. I know John Casal, our director of girls volleyball, or basketball, brought him around and everything. He's a, another East Coast guy or from Ohio and, you know, a couple. I think he might have been a Browns fan, so I might might have had to hold that against him. I'm not sure, but great guy. I'm sure he had a had a lot of good insight to Kyle, and you know, it was really a joy to walk around, see his smiling face, and making me feel short, like most tall people do. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right into it. It is Prentice Beverly and Kyle Coso here last week at the Triple Crown headquarters. Uh, All around the world. So, um, if I have it right, your uh, uh, day-to-day life is in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and um, 
most uh, uh, kind of relevant to Triple Crown. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're out there um, rating kids and providing basically just good recruiting information uh, back and forth to, I presume, colleges and then yes, that's correct, and all that. So just, but you, want, you can put a finer point on on what your day to day uh, life in LA looks like when it comes to girls basketball. Okay, well, my day to day life when it comes to girls basketball, normally, you know, um, a lot of times, most stuff I do is on the weekends. But day to day, you know, I got my nine to five. Well, six to three <laughs> with, the, uh, with the Department of the Air Force. But outside of that, you know, even during that, I, I, a lot of times I feel phone calls from college coaches, from college uh, players sometimes trying to trying to get advice on what level I think they play at and what schools might be interested, things like that. Mm-hmm. And but the main thing is like when I'm out on the road, I I'm just out looking for talent, honestly. Uh, people always ask me who won what game, and I laugh. It's like I couldn't tell you who won the game, but I can tell you who, who played well in that game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I do write-ups on, on particular kids, kids the ones I see that, that really could shine. I'll write them up, do an evaluation, put it in my database for ball and prep, and I get that information. I disseminate it to the college coaches as, as needed. Like I might get a phone call. I got a couple phone calls yesterday say, hey, I need two players. Too much more. There's one coach, she, she about to get a new opportunity, let's put it that way. And she uh-huh. says she knows she has two spots, so she wants me to start looking for you know a guard and a post player for her. Right. So I either check my database or somebody I just seen, but it's just basically just basketball all day, every day. Understood. Um, so at some point in the year, and I'm, I'm not quite sure what the recruiting you know cycle is, but like the gun goes off, you've got to hit the road. Um, what's a, what's a, a, a typical uh, road trip, um, you know, you, you might hit a town or two, look at a couple different showcases. Just kind of walk me through what it's like on the road, what okay. what, what you kind of go through uh, as you do this. It's pretty easy. Like, normally in the spring, you have, well, you used to have two events, but I think they cut back to one. And there's always two big tournaments that, that most people tend to go to, but you got others. But the two main ones is Boo Williams, it's the Nike EYBL Invitational, Boo Invitational, what they call it, and the Nike EYBL Circuit. All 32 teams that's on the EYBL circuit play in that tournament. And where's that? It's in uh, Hampton, Virginia at the Boo Williams Complex. You have that one, and then you have the Deep South. And I've been, over the years, I've been alternating back and forth. I've been, like, for the last, prior to last year, I've probably been going to Deep South, which is in Raleigh, ran, ran by uh, Michael, Mike T. White. He has a pretty good event. Probably worth 600 teams, maybe, all girls. Uh, you might have about Four or five hundred college coaches come through that venue. So this year, last two years, I've been going to Boo Williams because I've been going to Deep South so much. It's okay, let me go someplace I've been going. And just basically, you know, I, I get catch that flight. A lot of times, I catch the red eye from Los Angeles to, to uh, either Richmond or Newport News, whichever I get to get, <laughs> get the cheapest flight. Mm-hmm. So I flew in, this year. I flew into uh, Newport News, which was perfect because it's like ten minutes from from the. Uh, from the facility, mm-hmm. and I walk in the door, get my book, like to get like a coach's book or a media guide. Sure, it has like every team in there, roster, contact information, and I start going from court to court, just seeing who I, you know, basically. Well, this year I actually focused on the Nike EYBL teams because those quote unquote supposed to be some of the best players in, in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm not going to go to the Chicago, the Louisville, Indianapolis. Man. 
Jets. They also, they got like three different locations this year. They got Boo Williams first, and then they got Indianapolis and I think Louisville. And then from there, they go to Chicago. I know I'm not going to go to all of them. Mm-hmm. So I figured this is the one spot where I can see all 32 teams right. and get, get it all in. And basically, I just sit there and just start evaluating whatever I like. I'll write notes about the kids, then I'll go back, have my notes annotated. And it's also funny because at, at, the, at these at these events, I know most of the college coaches there. Mm-hmm. So in between trying to talk to them, I still evaluate at the same time. So it's fun, and, but you still got to be able to stay on top of what you do. Sure. Um, are there particular um, age groups that that are most relevant? Because I, you know, we have there are certain sports where they're used to look. They want to look at fourteen year olds. That might right. be a little young for basketball. What kind of what's no, the pocket? No, fourteen is probably about right. Okay. So well, you got different levels. You got. <clears throat> This year we had, we normally go by classes, like 2022s, which are eighth graders, and all the way up to, to the graduating class, which is 2019, with the next class coming, the senior class. I really don't pay too much attention to the 2019s, because if I hadn't seen them by now, they really had to do something to catch my attention, because they're about to graduate. So mm-hmm. if I hadn't seen them by now, right, either a diamond in a rough or I hate to say this, but they just wouldn't worth, worth, worth the time for me to look at them. Sure. So a lot of times, like, I may watch some 19s, but, man, for me to really sit down and write notes about it, you better be one I've never seen before, and you better be putting in some work. You know, like, oh, man, who is this kid? Right. You know, one of those. Like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll catch something like that. Like, uh, a couple years ago, there's a kid named Jason Correct. She's at Ohio State now. Nobody knew who this kid was. I was at an event in Ohio, and I was like, who is that? No, I take it back. I'm starting from the beginning. Got, you're gonna love this one. I'm sitting there in the uh, in the media room eating, you know, the hotel room, just eating. I hear these guys talking about they seen a female LeBron James. All right, well, we had this little break. Uh, just want to remind everybody out there uh, to log on to TripleCrownSports.com and view all the great things that we have in store this summer we're getting towards our busy season and mike uh one of the best tournaments for fast pitch zoom into june coming up in just about a month yeah i know uh the tournament directors there Haley malone teaming up with katrina and chris crawford and, and yeah and krista and i think lynn's doing a lot too with the college coaches there to make sure their experience goes well so I know there's been a, a lot of registrations coming through for those uh, camp days and, and games going on, so be sure to reach out to those wonderful ladies um, as far as signing up and, and being seen out in California. All right, well, log on to uh, TripleCrownSports.com, and if you want Zoom into June, you can go directly to ZoomIntoJune.com and find out all the information that you will ever need about Zoom into June. Back to the interview. All right, so now you're, yeah. li- you're listening to the, the talk. Yeah, this. so I'm listening to these guys, and I'm like, let me go check this kid out. So I asked him a question. I said, who is she? What was her name? And they said, well, I think her name is Jessica Ray. She's about to play over in some other gym. Cause I, it was like across, across the way, so it was like a 15-minute ride. So I said, damn. So I, I hurry up, get over there, and I walk in. I, I tell them, don't, don't give me a number. Don't tell me anything. Just let me watch. So I, I, I walk over there. There's like maybe three, four coaches, college coaches there. I think Cincinnati was one. It's a couple of little small schools. And I walk in, I'm looking at this kid. She's about 6'1", long, athletic, 
She goes up, snatched the rebound off the rim. I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, what was that? Right. So then she comes down again, pulls up a long three-pointer. She's just long athletic. Fuck it. I'm like, who is this kid? So I'm watching her. So when it, when it ends, it's funny. The, uh, <laughs> the coach says that. She was like, Prince, do not. Listen to me. She, I said, what? She said, do not blast that on social media. I know you. She said, nobody knows who this kid is, and we got a chance to get him. Do not blast that. I was like, Coach, you know that's my job, though. I'm right. like, yeah, you can't ask that. I'm like, I'm going to meet other people Coach. I said, I got to. So anyway, I talked to the kid. I just started, I immediately started looking at all the different databases that I know about. She, well, I, I knew she wasn't in mine. Right. So then I checked the one of my buddies at uh, All-Star Girls Report. Wasn't in there. Wasn't in ESPN Hoop Girls Report. I was like, this kid is a... Unknown. So then I called somebody else from Blue Star Media because I work with them too sometimes. Nobody, nobody had any record of this kid. I was like, man, oh man, I found one. Mm-hmm. I found the unicorn. <laughs> so she basically goes from unranked to like top 30 in two weeks mm-hmm. and ended up going to Ohio State. Right. Wow. Where'd you go to high school? She went to, oh, the high school. I can't even remember. It was so little. Right. Was it Ocean? I can't remember. It was some little school. It was some little school in Ohio that was like on the border of West Virginia and Ohio. I mean, literally one McDonald's, one light. I mean, it's, you couldn't make this stuff up. And she could probably take two steps and be in West Virginia. I cannot. I can't remember the name of school. And I and I talked to her a while. And I was like, what is it? She told me the name of school. I googled it. You saw some stuff with her name in it. Was like her local like local newspapers. That's about it. That's got to make it fun when you that you just fun. The, the curtain parts and then you just you get to see a kid. You just see a kid nobody knows. Right. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I was digging around uh, back a couple years ago. There was a camp in Charlotte that you went to, um, and I'm wondering how often is your phone ringing and like, hey, we were you know we got an event here, event there where they'd like you to come there, and you have to sort of probably pick and choose. How do you how do you figure this out? Well, a lot of times, like I do, you're right. I always get phone calls. Hey, what, can you come to this? And I said, well, the one thing I do, and I would be lost without my iPhone, honestly, because I put everything on the calendar. Because when people call me, I say, let me check my calendar, and I plug it in. A lot of times, I, I, it, it depends. If it's in an area that I've never been to or haven't been to a lot of, more than likely, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll go. And then, well, then I have to tell, give me a list of some of the kids that's coming and stuff like that, how long this has been going. Because some people will get me to come just based off my name. And then advertise that I'm coming. Understood. Which I, I don't mind that, but just make sure you got something there when I get there. But uh, I think the event you're talking about probably was a Select 60, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think, was that it? I, I know, it was in Charlotte. And, I think and, that was it. Yeah, because I don't go, and that, that's the reason why I accepted it too, because I, I don't normally go to Charlotte. I don't want to go to that part. And then I'm coming from the West Coast, so I was like, yeah, some kids I will see that I probably don't see all the time. Right, right. But yeah, that's, I, that's pick and choose. It depends on the area, who's running it. And, and do I feel comfortable dealing with them? Right, understood. Um, a couple things. Give me your own history with the game. How did you, uh, you uh, maybe you played, maybe it's just a game you always loved, but how did you sort of get into this uh, slice of it? I played too, and then I coached high school ball. I was a volunteer coach at uh, Carver High School in Montgomery, Alabama. I did it for a while. And I got, what made me start my own website and start doing more of the scouting aspect it was a guy in Georgia that was ranking Alabama kids at the time. I was like, you saw her once, mm-hmm. yet you ranked her off one viewing. 
And it kind of irritated me. I'm like, wait a minute. And this other girl, he would say she was the number kid in Alabama. I'm like, she ain't even top 10 in Alabama. But that's the one kid you saw, so you said she's the number one kid. So it kind of, I ain't it irritated me. It pissed me off. I was like, okay, how about this? I'm going to start my own website. And I'll cover Alabama myself. And I start once I started doing it, I enjoyed it. And then it started escalating. Like I started getting in contact with uh, Eastman Hoop Girls at the time. And they started you know, using, using my, uh, my inputs. And I ended up going out working for them. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it just blew up. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> is there uh, anything about the girls' game that uh, appealed to you? I mean, you could have you maybe done this for, for guys' hoops, too. But I've never done it for guys' hoops. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just how it worked out. Well, no, I, I would have never. I've, I've had opportunities. I don't want to do for guys. Right. Because in my mind, you know, one, girls' game is more pure. You know, you know, you watch guys work out. What are they working on most of the time? What kind of dunk they can do. Right. I hate to say it, guys, but it's true. They, they, they don't work on the fundamentals as much as girls. Girls, you know, they go out there. One, they don't get the attention. They don't get the money. They don't get none of the accolades that the boys side get. So that, I was sympathetic to that. But also, I like the purity of the girls' game. They worked hard. Those girls are busted. You see them working hard and not get any of that. And tell you what's funny. You're going to love this part. Have you ever watched, like, the at the – at the end of the year, like during the Final Four, they had like these all-star competitions. The boys against the girls, like this, shoot out. And nine times out of ten, last few years, the three-point contest winner on the girls' side end up beating the guy on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's rare that the guys win, and I always laugh at that. People say, "Why? Why is that?" I said, "Because think about it, that guy is doing more than just working on a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. He's working on dunking and his behind-the-back pass and all the one, you know, the and one stuff. Girls may work on it too, but guess what?" They perfected it, and they take the time that they're just more fundamentally sound, and that's why they don't win. Right, and this kind of leads me to my last question, which is just your thought on on the player development in the women's game. Um, we, I was going to ask, you know, men sometimes the the fundamentals seem to be eroding, but right. just your take on in the past, you know, whatever uh, five ten years, your, your your feelings on the evolution of the women's game and, and where it's sitting right now. Well, I still think honestly the travel ball season, I think they, they play more games and they do skill development. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, actually, you have some programs who actually incorporate that in their practices. But most of them, they just play games. So you'll see a lot of the fundamentals being missed if the kids not doing it on their own. I mean, think about it. You got the whole summertime from July, all of the whole month of July, they're just playing games. So how are you getting better if you're not working on your own game? And the thing that bothers me is that the, the two components I think that, that, that always comes up, always need shooters. I don't know if they're going to be getting in the gym, putting up those shots. I mean, how can you put up too many shots if you're in practice? Right. You know, five on five. Uh, the other thing is basketball IQ. You'll see some crazy stuff down the end of the game. Like, one thing I do with my skills academies, we do more situational basketball. Because I want them to think. Like, if, we're, if you're down three, with 15 seconds left, you have the ball. Do you need to shoot a three? Or do you need to go with quick two? You know, just think the game. Mm-hmm. So I'll put like 30 seconds on the clock, and I'll tell them, hey, look, you're down three, you have the ball, both teams shooting one and one. So I gave them all the things they need. No timeouts. I, so I gave them what they need. Right. And then the first thing I do, I talk, look to the parents and the coaches on the sideline and tell them, you will shut your mouth. <laughs> I, and they look at me and say, no, I'm serious. Don't be yelling, don't try to tell them what to do. I said, the whole point of this exercise 
is for them to learn. I say once they can learn this stuff, then they become coaches on the floor. And that's another part of the game that's missing, the IQ. Put up some shots and think the game. Good stuff there from Prentice Beverly and Kyle Coso. Thank you to Prentice for stopping in to the Triple Crown headquarters and uh, really just laying out uh, what he's about. And, and we look forward to partnering with him for many, many years to come. So, uh, but as we get towards the end of this podcast, uh, but it's uh, we'll give, give another shout out to, to Luke Price out there in, in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Doing his thing with the Border Wars. You got it, Luke. Remember, you know what you're doing out there, buddy. Keep it going. So, Luke's out in Border Wars. Mike, what do you have coming up next? Uh, Battle of the Fort? Yeah, we have uh, our Colorado Series Battle at the Fort this weekend that uh, Roberto Rios will be running. And then I'll have the, the May Melee. We're in full swing in the Colorado Series now. It's every weekend leading up to the state tournament in July. So, we're in full swing. You can tell it's a spring and summer full ball coming up. Like we said, it, it is going to be a fun summer and a lot of things going on. Do not miss it. TripleCrownSports.com. There's still time to register for some of those June and July events, but spots are going fast. If you miss it this summer, don't be that person who misses it next summer. We have over 540 teams in the Slump Buster this year. Uh, that that's one of my favorite events that I get to go out to see the College World Series, uh, see these kids play in, in some great facilities and some great um, competitive baseball. Uh, Brandon's added the his uh, invite only division, and and uh, the the teams just keep on coming to Omaha. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in those pools too. I know I looked at a couple of the elite division. You know, even though they're young guys, there's guys that can play. kids are back there eight years from now playing in the College World Series. It's beautiful. It's happened. Um, uh, we've seen, um, I believe, Mike Trout came through uh, at least the Slump Buster. I, I don't know if he came back through the College World Series, but certainly one of those MLB players that uh, we, we've seen in there. But uh, great talent. Great, great immense talent all over it. Do not miss it this summer or next summer. Well, let's get down to it. Uh, it's another week. We don't have to hear Luke about his Nashville Predators. They won last night, even though P.K. Subban tried to cough it up late, taking a penalty with two minutes to go. Um, but they squeaked through in game four, tied up the series two to two. So, Luke, I'll give you your shout-out to uh, the Nashville Predators. Uh, Mike, best thing you've seen in sports? So this was probably the easiest week so far. Uh, my boy that I've talked about on this podcast, Justin Watson out of the University of Pennsylvania, got drafted in the fifth round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend. So what a crazy ride it's been for him. I'm, I remember talking to his brother on Sunday a little bit, who I went to college with, and he was saying how it UPenn, you know, an Ivy League school, he had to take two finals from the Wharton School of Business uh, the week before the draft 
Uh, his parents came in and had all of his teammates there on Saturday whenever he got the call and then still had to wrap up and finish finals on, I believe it was Wednesday this past week. So I couldn't imagine that. You take finals at about to get an Ivy League school degree, and then you get drafted into the NFL, and then you go back to finals and head down to Florida. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he plays, and you know I think he'll be competing for that fifth receiver spot down there. There's a couple of young guys, my old uh, old boy Chris Godwin from Penn State he'll be playing with and taking passes from Jameis. So Jay Watt couldn't be proud of, prouder of you, man. You know, excited to see what you do. Well, for me, uh, I, I get uh, the most pleasure out of watching LeBron James play basketball. And what he has done in the first two games of the Eastern Conference semifinals against Toronto has been insane. What he did in Game 7 in, in the first round, uh, what he did it was last night, um, putting together 43 points in a blowout victory to take a 2-0 lead in Toronto. He is, in my mind, the best player of my generation. I wasn't really in the Michael Jordan era, too young for that. But LeBron James, he, there's nobody better in the NBA right now. And I don't know about in my future if I will ever see anybody better than LeBron James. I think it has to do with they're, they're not playing any Drake in Cleveland for the series. That could be it. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big deal. get under LeBron's skin. He's just going to go out there and perform. That's when you know he's one of the best. He is the best. Well, that does it here for this week on Diamonds, Pearls, and Hardwood, the Triple Crown Sports Podcast. Still look out for that best baseball movie ever made podcast coming later. Uh, that is uh, what we're going to tease you with, and we'll leave you with that. My name is Thomas Hoffman. And I'm Coach Mike. Have a great week.